ete iwi and welcome to another episode of Inside Netball, a podcast dedicated to He Kōrero Poetara Fiti Netball Chat, both here in Aotearoa, New Zealand and around the world. Please help me in welcoming the panel today, Sky Sport commentator Jenny Woods and former Silver Ferns captain Aideen Wilson. How are you, Rev? Thank you. You know what's very exciting this week, Wahine Ma, is that our first topic today is actually from a viewer at home. So they've sent through their idea and we are responding and we encourage more people to do the same. But she has, well they have, suggested that we talk about imports and having, you know, having a lot of them in the game, both here in New Zealand and in Australia, namely in the goal shooting position where we do see predominantly a lot of uh, import players across the board. So let's get some thoughts on this and we'll get some reactions um, later on as well. How do we feel about this? Well, we did a few numbers, didn't we, Jim? We, did. we crunched a few numbers. There's actually 20 imports in the Suncorp League. That's 25% of contracted players in the Australian League at imports. They've got an open door policy. There's no limits on imports in Australia. New Zealand's quite different. New Zealand, you can have one. Mm. You get one as a right per franchise. You can apply for a second, but you've got to go through a few more hoops to get them. We see Magic have actually got two at the moment. But I love imports generally. I think imports are fabulous. I think they add to the flair and to, um, just the aspect of netball in New Zealand. I, I do miss our Caribbean ladies we've had in the past, the fact that we haven't got any from Jamaica or any from the African nations at the moment. We mm. had um, Kawenda a few years ago as well. So love imports, but I also like the fact that here in New Zealand, we have a limit on how many um, you have. And we've probably been lucky in this year that we haven't had a whole lot of imports in one position but yeah. that hasn't always been the case Jen in other years we've had a lot of goal shoots mm. when we've had that's imports. right and I mean I, I, I'm with you I like them too but I don't like them to the point of saturation and I think that's you know you, you look across the Tasman and you just wonder if some of those clubs have um, well not overdone it because you know they clearly obviously signed them they want them but there is a danger isn't there that you, you're blocking pathways for domestic players mm. to come up and you know you look at the situation um, in this country with with the goal shooters and what have you, and I wonder if the if the tactics now with something of a you know bit of a shooting crisis with their injuries, uh, whether or not perhaps they might have you know liked a, an import or two. But it's it's a it's a tricky one. I think there are good points and bad points. But you know when they bring colour and talent like our two that we have, mm. um, you know George Fisher and Caitlin Bassett, I I think they're a great thing. I do too, and it puts a kind of a spotlight on our competition, doesn't it? It gets the interest around the world. I mean, not that it didn't already. We're World Cup holders. So there's that. <laughs> Good reminder. <laughs> Let that in there yeah. often. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, as well as that, to have other players coming in, you know, we're going to get that Australian audience, we're going to get that English audience, and we are, you know, contributing to World Netball as well. And that's always been a big point of Liz Ellis. She's always been a big fan of um, the Suncourt Netball League having this open door for imports because of the importance of strengthening world netball. And we have seen, there's no doubt, world netball in general has got stronger over the years. It used to be a two-horse race, New Zealand and Australia. It's not anymore. Jamaica's up there. England's up there. Malawi's had South upsets. Africa's up there. South yeah, Africa's right. up there. So you cannot um, deny that these leagues where different Different imports have come in. England are the same. England's actually got 11 imports in the Vitality Netball Super League as well, and that's a mixture of Australians and the like. 
Olympics. But I wonder how much is that because there's a, a lot of their top players are actually playing in Australia. In Australia, it's <laughs> true. So you know, it's all moving around. Yeah, and, and, and that's what's fascinating, you know, about it. And and I know you've brought up before, Jen, um, in Australia, they've had the state of the nation sort of netball review. And I think what's going to be interesting going forward is there used to be the Australian Netball Board set quite separately to the Suncorp Netball Board. Mm. And you can see that those two boards would have very different objectives. The Suncorp want the best competition in the world. They're happy to have import. There's imports, there's that big commercial backing to it. Whereas Australian netball wanted to win World Cups and Commonwealth Games. So they had two different objectives. They have now merged under this review and they're now one board, which is what we see here in New Zealand. We only have one New Zealand overseas ANZ. So I wonder if that potentially is going to change up the import um, rules over the next couple of years as well. Well, you do wonder because around when that was all announced, you know, I think a few commentators came out and said just wait and see what's going to happen as a result of this. So you have to think, okay, there's going to be there's going to be change here. And look, none of them none of the Australians, you know, it, it doesn't sit well that you know the trophy cabinet is, is empty. That's not going to last yeah. forever. They're still number let's one. Not, let's not kid ourselves. They are still number one they in the world still, rankings. And oh, they will be <laughs> I know. But you know, hey. Um, but they're you know they're a great adversary and they're you know great fun and all that to go and work with. Yeah. But um, well, it'll be interesting to see just what they do decide to do. But in terms of the Australian competition, when you look at it, when you look at all those goal shooters that you use the word saturate, their competition, goal shooters, import goal shooters in Australia do saturate that competition. And I think the Australian Diamonds have paid the price when you think about it long term and who got um, the, I don't know, who end of that stick was probably Lisa Alexander in the end losing you know, the Netball World Cup. So while it's great and it's fascinating and it's exciting to see, you know, really is the world's best bar New Zealand's players over <laughs> here, you know, is it worth it? Yeah, and she was always very outspoken about that, Lisa Alexander. You know, she never didn't mince words that she did not like it. And uh, you can clearly see why. And you wonder if, okay, they may still have this open door policy for imports, but did they refine that and have rules around how many imports can play? You know, you can't have three imports in the shooting end or, you know, whether they refine it that way. So you haven't got, like we're seeing, a lot of imports all in one position. And a lot of those shooters came from New Zealand. You know, they came here, and when I say from New Zealand, the, those ineligible players came to New Zealand, like the Kamwenda, the Potgita, Joe Harton. Joe Harton, and then have gone to Australia. And I know our same um, listener also <laughs> pointed that out yeah. as well. Great, I love these listeners. Yeah, I know. Nay, nay. 808. Yeah, way, yeah very good. But I thought that was a really good point as well. Uh, is our competition almost feeding the mm. Suncorp competition of imports? Because yeah. we have lost a lot of our amazing players that brought a lot of interest to our league to theirs. And I guess, is that though, is that just a symptom that, you know, New Zealand has different rules and, and you know, that there isn't enough room for all those shooters. Mm. So they do have to look elsewhere. Or as you say, are we just training them up to, to get across the Tasman? And I think too, you know, these are young women and it's their lives. And I mean, you would, wouldn't you? You'd want to go, you know, you'd have a taste of life in New Zealand, a taste of life in Australia. You know, what better way to get around the world? Yeah, a little bit warmer over there too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a little tropical. But you'd want to play in the best competitions in the world. If your dream and your aspiration is to be the best netballer you can be, you know, nothing to say bad about 
um, England's and UK Super League, but you'd want to play, you know, with and against the best players in the world, and only world netball um, kind of gets the best out of that, doesn't it? Actually, the person we need to talk to really is Amo Abwezi. I mean, she's mm. played in each of them, and uh, there's probably yeah, more true. than one who's played in each competition, but um, that's, that, that will be for another day. Serena Guthrie? Serena Guthrie, she's indeed. Uh, Jade. Jade. Well, Jade Clark's played everywhere. Uh, yeah, Jade. <laughs> <laughs> and still, I mean, I think she is just a machine. She is, isn't she? She's yeah. still playing well, too. She's still playing well. And it's, you know, I think what we're lucky in New Zealand, too, is we have the NNL competition. Mm. So we've got the NNL competition. So if these young players aren't going straight into ANZ and an import is in those positions, that's goal shooter, that's when the NNL, which is the old Beko League, really steps in and is those pathways because you wonder at the moment now do you throw in for the tactics for example I know they've, they've found um, different players um, that they've been able to pull up but do you rank someone up from NNL that's 17 or do you look for an import from overseas all of a sudden can they because they don't have an import right Tactics no, don't they don't. No, they don't. No, they don't. They don't. Yeah. So do, do you do an well, SOS Well, that's what they did, call? didn't they? In, in round nine, that round nine game against the, the Steel. Um, so what, what do we have? Um, Bird out with an injury. Mm -hmm. Jess Prosser, next one, I think a knee. Mm -hmm. uh, Hannah Glenn, the next one off the rank. Another kind of injury. So in comes Kate Grant. Yeah. Who, <laughs> I thought, who? Um, yeah. And she acquitted herself very well until I think the Steel defence sort of... Yeah, worked her out. Worked her out. Mm -hmm. And then... Here's the 17-year-old from, from South Howard College. Yes. <laughs> so, you know, yeah, I mean, I was impressed that they got within two. I, yeah. I thought that without... I thought they did well to stand their ground considering so they had I. lost a player in Ali Bird. But let's have a quick look. We have, you know, one of our most famous imports who have come into the competition this year. Caitlin Bassett had a talk with our very own Anna Stanley. And here's what she had to say about the imports. People will be wanting to know how you're settling into Kiwi life. I suppose being in the sunny Bay of Plenty, there are worse places to live. I know, right? Now it's getting colder and having some rain today. I was a little bit sad because it's been so beautiful and I've been enjoying the sunshine. I feel like it's completely different weather. Um, it's sunny and then I head to training and it's all dreary when I get to Hamilton. <laughs> You've been fortunate enough to play in the Suncorp League and obviously now the ANZ Premiership. I mean, how do you compare the two? Of course, there's no two shots over here, the timeouts. Is that a noticeable difference for you? Yeah, look, I think uh, players have to be really smart. You can't wait and call a tactical time and have a discussion about how to change things up. Um, you know, you can't have rolling subs, so it's not like players are coming in and on all the time. So it is definitely a mental challenge as well as a physical challenge. Um, I definitely enjoy the not having a two-point shot. I think um, it actually hides who the better team is because you can shoot a couple of quick two-point shots and get ahead quickly. So I'm liking the traditional netball. And you talk about challenges. I mean, you personally have, it, have had your own challenges last year. You had a time, bit of time on the bench this year, of course. The Magic, you're sitting at the bottom of the table. How are you managing all of that? Yeah, look, I think it's about keeping the big picture in mind. Um, you know, it's not for lack of trying over here. We're doing absolutely everything. And um, it's a completely new team. There's lots of girls who haven't been here before. So it's growing and building. And I'm looking, um, you know, the back half of the season to really put our foot down and put some good things together. Talking about the bigger picture, are you uh, in contention for Australian Diamonds? Are you talking with the Australian Diamonds coach? Yeah, definitely. Um, had a conversation with Stacey Marinkovic last week about selections and there's going to be a selection camp in September, which obviously I'm putting my hand up to head to. So find out a little bit more um, as Suncorp progresses and as our competition finishes up. But yeah, at the moment, just want to put some good netball out there. I know selectors back home are watching this league, so it's important that I am uh, putting my hand up and doing my best.
Kia ora for that, Anna. And before we carry on, we're just going to clear up our import eligibility rule, Aideen, if you can take us through that. The law and they gets the rules up. <laughs> Um, so when we talk about imports, it's actually, it's broader than that. It's been ineligible. And what makes you ineligible is if you can't represent New Zealand. So we've got five players playing in the ANZ who are ineligible to represent New Zealand at this stage. Mm -hmm. I'm a Boise um, for the Mystics. And then there is Kalira Nawai, who um, has played for Fiji in the past, which makes her ineligible. Um, there is also Caitlin Bassett, who's obvious, um, George Fisher, who's obvious, and then Tiara Semple. Um, the interesting piece with Tiara, what made her ineligible for representing New Zealand, is she actually played for the under-21s in England. Mm. And she had to have a stand-down period before she becomes eligible again for New Zealand selection. That actually happens in July. So she, going forward, won't be counted as an import or an ineligible player. So just to clarify, what we keep talking about imports, yeah. but it is actually eligibility to play or to follow that pathway for Netball New Zealand. Very interesting. I didn't know that about samples. Thank you very much <laughs> for putting the law hat on there, Adeen. But back to our conversation with Caitlin Bassett that we just had with Anna Stanley there. Very interesting to know that she is still very much, um, you know, wanting to play for the Australian Diamonds. Well, I mean, and why wouldn't she be, you know? She's, 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 I was going to say done it all. I mean, she hasn't quite, but, you know, Australian captain, uh, those rule changes came in in Australia. She felt... You know, there wasn't a place for her, came here. And look, she hasn't had really, you know, a great run here, but really for things beyond her control. I mean, I just wonder how often that magic side has, has if they've yet really made the best of her. And mm. of course, there was that, gosh, was it five, six games when Grace Cara was injured, was on the sideline, and then they've been tinkering. But you just, you know, you, you hope the best for her. And also thinking back to that Constellation Cup, I mean, it wasn't as though the Australians won. Um, because I think had they won with her on the sideline, perhaps that might have been a bit more of a convincing mm. argument. Mm. Um, she didn't get a lot of court time, but uh, you look at the other list of names and there's the Kara Conan and Sophie Garbin and, um, well, a few others. I mean, I know they had a few shooters like Gretel Boetta and Steph Wood who were out, but it, it's, it's going to be quite a conundrum, I think, for, for Stacey Marinkovic. And I think it's just so brave of Caitlin to come over here. Like, that's fabulous. We used to see players, um, I don't want to say in the twilight of her career, but she <laughs> has been around for a while, yeah. go to Australia. Mm -hmm. So I think it's fabulous and great for our competition. And how much must they be learning from her mm -hmm. in the magic to rub shoulders with Australians, a world champion, someone that knows how to win. They'll be learning so much from having Caitlin here. I agree with you, Jen. I still don't think they've quite nailed working out how to use her. And um, I just think she has got so much more to give. She could be like a Grace um, Nwiki that we're seeing, that balls could just go in there yeah. so much quicker, what, like we're seeing for the Mystics, who are getting better and better by the week. <laughs> they are getting dangerous. So I think, you know, I, I do worry that the Magic have left their run too late. They're right at the bottom of the table. Well, I think they have. I think we can be sure about that. There must be some calculation yes. that they can just but make they it can get up. They can... <laughs> but, but it's fabulous. But actually, that's what fascinates me, is we did used to see a whole lot of Kiwis going and playing. In that's the right. Aussie League, we had um, Katrina went over there briefly. OK, there was um, she managed to play well, both that, leagues. She did that awesome right. thing, yeah. didn't she, that I'm sure no other player will ever do. In one year, she got a World Cup. An ANZ Premiership yep. and a Suncorp title. Yeah. I mean, that, you know, 
Legendary. I'd retire after that. And she speaks, <laughs> well, she had a baby instead. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Almost, but she speaks so highly of that as well, yeah. that experience. And we've obviously had the Laura Langmans and the likes. And, and, and that's actually fascinating too, because from what we understand, Caitlin wants to go back and play for the mm -hmm. Diamonds, and there's no restriction on that. Whereas yeah. we saw quite controversially a few years ago, Laura, right. the complete opposite, played over there and wasn't allowed to play in New Zealand. Luckily, we saw sense and she got an exemption and she played. The tactics uh, in round nine had a chance to jump into third place on the ladder but didn't quite um, get to that position, namely because, um, you know, as we knew, Ali Bird was not going to play in that game because of um, a concussion, of, of a hit she had sustained in the game before against the Pulse, which is, you know, quite upsetting for the tactics because they come so close and then the injuries just pull them back a little bit more. What are our thoughts on this? And, you know, that word physicality just keeps coming up and it feels like, you know, for a player to be sitting out because of it, is it getting worse? I don't know that it's getting worse. I mean, I think we've talked about this already this season, absolutely, but I don't think it's getting worse over the course of the season. It's certainly ramped up a bit. Um, and... You also, I mean, you think of the tactics, don't you? And you think of the beginning of the season when they had no departure silver. Mm -hmm. But, you know, should you be that dependent on one player? And if one player goes down, you're vulnerable. Mm. Uh, I think what compounded the situation, I think I mentioned it earlier for the tactics, was that they, their next shooter's injured, their shooter after that's injured. So, you know, there were sort of um, echoes of the, the steel shooting crisis last year when they... <laughs> I mean, it, well, it wasn't laughable, but... You know, they staggered to the end of the season. And I must admit, in, uh, in that round nine result, I thought the tactics did very well mm. to be within, I think it was two, wasn't it, in the end? Yep. Yep. Um, and had they not crumpled in those last four or five minutes, or was it that the steel stepped up? Mm. I mean, I think they were leading by five. Yep. Uh, and they didn't get there. So, um, yeah, no, it's a tough time. And I think, yes, you shouldn't always rely on one player, but I think we could look, and we've had this discussion too, <laughs> you could look at every team, and if yeah. you took one key player out of yeah. most teams, and often is a shooter, mm -hmm. then you could decimate. I mean, just look at the Mystics. We're not trying to jinx you, Grace Nwicky, yeah. but take Grace out, and that would just change the dynamics mm -hmm. completely. But I, I do feel for the tactics. I think right at the start of the season, many were picking them to take the whole thing out. Yeah. And... You know, don't rule them out yet because they still have their opportunity. We're coming up to round 10 and we do have that interesting finals round. So number one on the ladder goes straight through yes. to the final. And then number two and three get to play off in that elimination final. And it is so tight still on that points table. Really the only team that's not amongst it, Jen, as we spoke about, is, is the, the Magic. Magic. Every other team. The Pulse as well. We saw they just pushed the stars yet again. Mm -hmm. um, Pulse, that everyone, everyone is in for that second and third third spot at the moment. But I do, I do have sympathy for those tactics. Well, you just hope that they can catch a break soon and that Ellie comes back all fit um, for the next round. Fingers crossed. But w there are some processes, aren't there, for concussions? So, not many people know about you know the fine print when it comes to the rules and these sorts of things, but there is a process for concussion. There is, there's the netball smart rules and they actually cover community level netball and professional level. So there's, there's rules in place that if you have sustained a concussion, basically, like you see in rugby, how you get back to being able to play the game and what the process is you're supposed to follow. The interesting piece with with Ellie, and we haven't actually managed to nail it down at the moment, has she actually been diagnosed with 
a concussion or mm. is it just precautionary that they sat her out? Because if she hasn't actually been diagnosed with a concussion, she doesn't actually have to, you know, follow those netball smart rules and do a particular amount of time as a standout. Right, a bit like Phoenix Karaka last like season. Phoenix. Right. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. So it will be interesting to see over the next week or so um, how that plays out because we have had a number of concussions we already. We've mm -hmm. had um, Georgia Tong. Georgia Tong and, and Tracy Earl. Tracy Earl. She played a long time ago. She was very I was say, I don't <laughs> You it was a Sandy Edge. You're starting Sandy Edge, Tracy Earl. She was the right ear. Taylor Earl. Taylor Earl. Yeah. But you wonder too, you know, I'm sure there's been players in the past that have had concussions. Mm. Absolutely. Um, but I think we're much better now at identifying when someone has and putting a medical name to it. So even though it does feel like, wow, three concussions in one year, when have we had this before? You wonder if there has been those same sorts of contacts or injuries, but it hasn't actually been defined mm. as a, a concussion medically in some of the other years. It's interesting, actually, Rav, you were just talking then before about, you know, has it, has it become even more physical? And thinking back to that other round, or one of the other round nine games between the Pulse and the Stars, and man, that was, I mean, there were bibs flying, shoes <laughs> flying. It was... Oh, yeah, the shoe. The shoe. <laughs> I think it was Maya Wilson. Yeah. But it was a very large shoe, too, I noticed. <laughs> with very long laces. It took a very long time. To, but she... No, it was good. But, um, it, gee, it was fast and furious. And, I mean, I think that the, the trouble is... I mean, that's the way we... Well, it's the way I like it. Mm. But you've got to also make sure that the players are protected. And safe. Yeah. And safe. Yeah. How, what are the... I, I, I don't mean processes as in the laws of it, but... You know, in terms of preparing for that physicalness, we call netball a non-contact sport. <laughs> We're seeing anything but non-contact. Is it a case where if you do contact, that punishment perhaps needs to be a bit more than standing next to a player and being in the very next play? How do we, mm. how do we pull back on these contacts that uh, they are going to happen? It's inevitable. Well, that's where this system of cautions and warnings has come in um, because that has been the argument in the past. And we used to have that argument, you know, when we looked at the Aussies that were just contact, contact, contact right throughout the game. And hey, they often won when they used that one-on-one -on -one contact um, approach. So that's why I think they have brought that more into the game. And, you know, you only have to think back five years. How often do we used to hear a caution or warning five years ago. Yeah, I don't... Never. never. Um, so I think they are trying to um, address that. But I, I actually love, there was a piece on social media the other day um, that they showed um, Grace Nwekke, um getting prepared for basically the battle. <laughs> and it had Alyssa Peta, Toyava, and I can't remember who the other Mystics player were. And they had tackle bags. You know, they had tackle bags and Grace had to run into it and they buffed Grace and she had to be able to take you know, a pass and yeah. land. And that's the sort of thing you see now. There is literally tackle bags at practice, and that's been going on for a while. That's not a new thing. But for people that might not realise, that's the sort of thing they do at ANZ practices now. They bring out the tackle bags, they push you around with a tackle bag, because that's what you have to be able to stand up to. Do you think, as well as netball play, you know, evolving style of play, etc., that that part of the game has also evolved? And how you strategically use that to your advantage? 
the, the contact, mm. strategically use of the contact. Yeah, I think so. And I think part of that, and, and I'm interested to see, hear your point too on this, Jen, is I wonder if when we did have the Trans-Tasman mm. and we all of a sudden played that Aussie man-on-man tight game for a while, we, you know, we're, New Zealand's renowned for that zone-type defence. We do do the tight man-on-man as well. But that made, I think, across the board, I feel, all the players far more comfortable getting that one-on-one attention. They, they, they had to learn because mm. we were playing the Australians every second week and not just the Silver Ferns, that was the whole of our league. And I think that's been a good thing that we've come into this new league Okay, without the Australians, but we now know you've got to be strong. So we you've were got toughened to up. Yeah. I, I do wonder. <laughs> yeah, I, wonder if us up. I just remember, you know, there used to be that the, the saying, you know, the human backpack. And yep. if mm. I think of the human, I think of Gabby Simpson. Yes. Oh, yes. oh my goodness! Yes. And I, you know, I actually thought I couldn't believe. She, well, I was very glad she wasn't in that Australian side <laughs> yes. in Liverpool. But no, uh, she's just one of those sort of players that just rides you the whole time. Mm. And um, so I, I actually agree. I think we have got a lot tougher. But also, too, I wonder, you know, and you talked about the different styles of netball and when we have, was it the Magic and the Pulse that were both playing a man-to-man tight defence? It, was, it wasn't the most attractive netball. Mm. And I think, I mean, not that, does that really matter to a coach? It probably doesn't as long as you win. But um, I like it when we step back and play. Like, I mean, I think the steel plays are quite an attractive style. Um, the, the two Auckland sides play quite a, an attractive style of netball and the tactics. So actually, I've mentioned every team now. <laughs> are you talking defence when you're saying attractive yes, style? Yes, yes, yeah. 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 So And it's that when you get the... you know the Coming flow, up into sets. Yes, mm. yes. So um, give it a bit of space. OK, well, Wahine Ma, again, great chat today. I hope you've enjoyed it as much as I have. Yeah, <laughs> and more listeners' um, comments, please. That was great. So we've got more things to talk about as well. So many topics. Yes, excellent. The podcast of the people. <laughs> <laughs> well, I can't wait to have you back here around the table. We will definitely be here next week as well, talking about all things netball. Thank you for joining us. Hey, Kona Mai. <laughs>